0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
1: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than
1: You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Tom, happy hump day. What's going on, Bill Writer, with you along with Pretty Daddy in New York City. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We have a solution to the Patriots' problems coming up. Don't worry. Light bulb went off when somebody else's went off. We're going to let you know how Bobby Cakes can set things right up in Patriots' land. Very excited. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I didn't make it through the whole thing. I tried. I promise you that I tried. I made it through a lot. I was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and... Kind of went back at Kimmel and then did a 40-minute rant about COVID and Fauci and, and things that aren't sports. So that was that was a thing. We'll let you hear some of it. Don't worry, we did the hard work. Tom did the hard work. He waded through that. I'm not sure he found the gems, but he found the things we're going to play you. Well, there are no gems. Tom, that's not a shot at you. There were no gems. It's not that you couldn't. Good morning, Tom.
2: Good morning, Bill. Happy hump day to you.
1: You're more sensitive than Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, just. Yeah, come right on, out of the bro. gate today. That wasn't, that wasn't a shot of you. That was a shot of Aaron Rodgers.
2: I took that one very personally. That
1: there were no gems to find. Okay? Got it. That's where we are. It's good to see you. Uh, NFL power rankings in about an hour. Jared Greenberg, our friend from NBA on TNT and NBA TV. I find that hard to say. NBA on TNT and NBA TV, every time we have him on, I'm, he's talking and saying these incredibly insightful things, and I'm just saying in my brain over and over again, NBA on TNT, NBA TV, they're different. They kind of get jumbled up together. I'm a talker. Uh, sell is outstanding today, and i one of the hosts over at CBS Sports HQ, streaming Sports Network that's free, and I'm sure you watch that I'm on. It's marvelous. It's wonderful. Uh, it's, 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 it's exquisite. It's uh, exquisite. It pays me money, so I hope you watch it. Uh, one of the hosts over there challenged me, Nas, and person with a national platform, put that in air quotes, to talk about the Orlando Magic. And Tom, with a lot of anger, I could feel it across the country, a lot of resentment, met that challenge. So, buy or sell, among other things, will be magic in its hue. And Draymond Green spoke yesterday and I know he has a podcast but spoke to the media so there's a bit of a filter here there's a bit of pushback and on first blush I thought it was a very impressive conversation with the press but there are still for me shades of concern comparisons to to Aaron Rodgers we will get into that later in the program toward the end of the program the phone number now we we give it out every day it's available to you I know that a lot of you don't want to call in because Tom is sensitive and you're worried you're gonna hurt his feelings if you whatever say hello the wrong way don't worry about it. He'll get over it. Trust me. 855-212-4CBS. Pretty Daddy answers the phone. He's not always friendly, but he likes you. It's hard to tell. It takes a while. Don't be intimidated. 855-212-4CBS. I mean, I do this to him every day, and I'm one of his favorite people. That makes him hate himself, not mean. That's how it works. Okay? One more time. 855-212-4CBS. You can tweet at him. At Pretty Daddy CBS and me, Sports Writer, Sports REI, T-E-R. The New England Patriots need to fire or trade, and I mean respectfully, move on from Bill Belichick. And they need to turn their attention to the now unemployed Mike Vrabel and hire him as their head coach. It is a solution to their problems. It is the direction to go. It is the way for New England to get back where they where they want to be. The news yesterday, if you missed this, we're still waiting on whether or not the head coach, the my God, five time, six time—I can't even keep track. Super Bowl winning legend, six time. So Brady's got seven. See, that's the thing. Do you know how it, the other day my bosses love when I go on tangents? They really think it's great radio. I'm gonna do it again. The other day, a kid, um, a kid beat Tetris. Tom, she isn't. It just the whole thing glitched. Tom Brady has beaten my brain every time. Like that kid playing Tetris, I try to get to seven Super Bowl wins. My brain shuts down. It only computes to six. Bill Belichick has six. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's outstanding. He's excellent. He's great. But every star can hit the point where they've run their course, where they're supposed to be. Voices can no longer resonate the way that they used to. And maybe more to the point in New England, sometimes comfort is the enemy of ambition. Sometimes familiarity is the enemy of innovation. And Bill Belichick's greatness has diminished. And not just because, although this is a big part of it, Tom Brady's gone. He needs to be somewhere else. He needs a new proving ground. Whoever's available or not available, it's time for him to move on from New England. I hope they do that. I hope it's respectful. I hope Bobby Cakes, uh, Robert Kraft, is able to find a way that, that everybody feels good about it but now there's a sense of urgency because the right head coach, the perfect fit, the guy that should work in New England is available because the Tennessee Titans, I would argue in their idiocy, have fired Mike Vrabel. Now, that there's some complications and some, some nuances that, that go into this. The folks in charge down in Tennessee – really wanted to, according to the local reporting down there, do a rebuild and gather assets. And in the NFL, this is not a four-year process. Okay, This isn't trying to do it in Kansas City in baseball or some small market in the NBA. Think the Miami Dolphins when when Brian Flores was there. Uh, they tanked in effect for for a stretch, and they got a bunch of picks and a bunch of assets, and they were able to reset pretty quickly. And they're certainly reporting to suggest that if Mike Vrabel had been on board with that a couple years, let's say, things go, well, it's a big if in the NFL, but it's possible, maybe he'd still be there. Still a mistake by Tennessee. Doesn't matter if they weren't aligned in terms of their vision. For me, when you have a coach as good as Mike Vrabel, you make sure your vision aligns with him. Let me just give you some context of what he's done and what he's been. And I've been a fan of his on this show, and the show is in the evenings for a long time. Before he got hired, when he was the defensive coordinator in the, with the Texans several years ago, I told you here on the airwaves, the guy's going to be a stud and a star. And I want you to have a comparison in your mind, okay? I want you to, to think of, of of this. For me, he is Mike Tomlin-Light. He has a resolute competitiveness that garners tons of respect from his players. He's got a whole bunch of street-slash-locker-room credibility. He's a consummate professional. He is absolutely hell-bent and obsessed with winning. You talk to people, and I have who know Vrabel. He's one of these guys. If you play table tennis, it's to the death. If you decide to play a friendly game of checkers and you're seven years old, you better watch out. He's coming for you. This guy is obsessively competitive. And, And like Mike Tomlin, like Tomlin, defensively excellent, but very, very flexible if he has the right people around him to build a winner. And maybe like Mike Tomlin, Capable, certainly in Tennessee, of great success with limited talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you his history in Tennessee. I'm not gonna go through every single roster, but the best quarterback he's ever had there is Ryan Tannehill, and and, and not like the guy who set the world on fire and has not had a capable level quarterback for several seasons. Nine and seven his first year. Nine and seven his second year. I made an, that AFC Championship game appearance. Remember, they were up on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs made a stunning comeback. They were really close under Mike Vrabel. To a miracle Cinderella run to a Super Bowl in his second year, and they didn't fall off from that. They're building something. Eleven and five the following season. Twelve and five the season after that. Then seven and ten missed the playoffs last year. And as you know, this year six and eleven missed the playoffs. But not a lot of talent. Traded away some some key players. They not he, they the front office, and they, they changed those folks but missed at the quarterback position in terms of trying to draft guys and, and bring them in. Fifty four and forty five, two and three in the playoffs, but I don't think it tells the complete tale. Just like if you were to look at Mike Tomlin outside of the Big Ben era, and I know it's a really small sample size, but you look at Mike, Mike Tomlin still just finds ways to win. Mike Vrabel is Tomlin light. If I can give you a comparison in the news today, that's not the NFL. Eric Spolster just got paid $1.9 billion or something to, to be an NBA coach or whatever. that whatever, Monty Williams making everybody rich. Whatever it is, $120 million. Not just because he can coach talented teams, because he can coach teams that aren't as talented. That's what Vrabel is and what he's about. And it's worth noting that Mike Vrabel, when you go into New England after Bill Belichick, you are somehow going to have to walk a very difficult line. A high wire, a balancing act between... You have to understand what the Patriots' way is. And I mean how it transcends Belichick. You have to understand that organization and whatever Belichick has put into the actual DNA, whatever remains behind, while still moving on from Bill Belichick and doing things differently and being your own man, not living under the shadow of what Belichick and, and, and Brady created. And the way you do that is you'd be a great coach, A, and you have some history at the Patriots. And Mike Vrabel was a long-time, long-term New England Patriot. And not just that. I think this is a benefit. There, there, there's a little bit of a... um. A little bit of a tension between Vrabel and Belichick. Vrabel did not appreciate being sent to Kansas City at the end of his career, if you remember. Uh, and Keep an eye on this. My best friend, Scott Pioli, was uh, the GM. Was the GM who brought Vrabel into Kansas City. Scott Pioli and I are, are, I mean, we're not as good of friends as me and Kyrie Irving, but like, you know, or, 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 or Chris Paul, but like we are. What do you, what's wrong, man? He works at CBS Sports. Did he still work at HQ? I saw him on something else the other day. He does. Okay, he's still my work colleague, and he is... Outstanding at TV. Um, keep an eye keep an eye on on, on Scotty. And Vrabel was put out a little bit with Bill Belichick. And so I think the ability to go into New England and both understand what Belichick did, because Vrabel won under Bill Belichick, but also to be liberated from the awe of Bill Belichick, that balancing act, right? Not the we're gonna throw everything out, the last guy sucked, but the yeah, uh, okay, like I was part of it, I get it, I'm, I'm down with, 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 with what Bill did, but we're going to do things a little bit differently. It's the right approach. Now, I know, I know it sounds crazy to some people, especially if you don't pay attention to, to Vrabel, to fire the guy that's considered the best coach of all time for a guy that is a few games over 500 and didn't really win anything and blew his biggest moment blown an AFC championship game in, in, in Tennessee. You're not hiring resumes. You're not hiring for what happened over the last 20 years. You're hiring somebody now and if you can it's an if but it applies to whoever you hire and it applies if you keep bill belichick and i don't think this will fit with bill belichick and, and his expectations if you can bring in a general manager a, a guy that runs football operations who is aligned with mike vrabel who provides mike vrabel with the right quarterback or choices of quarterbacks who gives rabel the freedom within the confines of his limitations because most head coaches are not going to evaluate players in the, in the totality as well as someone who does that full-time. But if you compare him with the right GM, it can do wonders. Ryan Tannehill, I don't want to take shots at any individual Titans, but the talent that Vrabel had was limited, and the excellence that he was able to, to squeeze from and generate from very limited talent in Tennessee is an astounding accomplishment. And the premise in New England and moving on from Bill Belichick is not just we're going to get a new coach. That's it. That's, but it's also we are going to restart how we evaluate players. And we're going to reset our standard and expectation for how we go and we build a modern NFL roster. Because Tom Brady was, was most of this. But you got to a point in New England where the Patriots way obscured the way you're supposed to win. The idea that you never drafted skill players in the first round. The the idea that, 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 that the Patriots didn't value first and second round picks the way that they could have. The, the idea that they didn't need Randy Moss, and a few examples aside, big name wide receivers. The idea that they could just do a rotation of running backs that they found at the local YMCA pickup game. Those things worked under Bill Belichick largely, and I would argue because of Tom Brady. They don't work in general. And if you in, in New England reset, and you're actually drafting properly, and you're attacking the NFL draft the way you're supposed to, and and you're understanding how free agency and its limitations is supposed to work, and you're aggressive in all the ways you can be in the National Football League, and you pair that with Mike Vrabel, you're going to have a successful football team. And if you hit well, if you hit the right quarterback, if you land on the right draft pick, if things go well, you're going to have an outstanding football team. Because Mike Vrabel, and again, Mike Tomlin-Light, is going to give you whatever your front office puts in front of you, plus, I think, a 40% return. Over what anybody, the average head coach would do. It, it's, just, it's time for a reset, and Vrabel gets it. And, and let me say this too. I'm going to take a shot at Bill Belichick. And I like Bill Belichick. I, I, I've, it's been a long time, but I spent some time talking to Bill Belichick on the phone, ironically, for a Scotty Pioli piece uh, a, long, a long time ago. And I was right about Scotty in, in Kansas City. And I can call him Scotty, Tom. I've had, ho- I've had dinner at his house, okay? I met his wife and his parents. You know, friendships end. You know, sometimes you have a falling out. It happens. And then you talk about it on the radio because it makes you laugh. And you hope Scotty's in his car like it was once listening. And you bump it into the World Series and it's real awkward. He doesn't like it and you do because you like awkward situations, okay? That's, that's where we are. Bill Belichick is not capable of, at least at the quarterback position, we've learned this, having less than he d- desires and making it into a little more than it actually is. He broke Mac Jones. Bench him, don't bench him, sit him, don't sit him, change my mind, who's the quarterback, I'm not sure. It's very reminiscent of what Brian Flores did to Tua in a shorter sample size before Mike McDaniel came in. You can be angry at who your quarterback is. You can be angry at his ability. You can be angry at, it's not just your quarterback room. But you can't be so angry. It's like a parent. You can discipline your kids, but if you go to a place of anger or hate or menace, it's going to damage them. You can do the same thing to your quarterbacks. Bill Belichick did that. And the irony is, you can't do that even if some other guy that you have to deal with, your GM, is drafting them. Bill Belichick is the guy in charge of that organization. You're not happy with Mac Jones? Maybe you shouldn't have drafted him. Maybe you shouldn't have brought him in. You're the decision maker. Vrabel was not someone who always saw eye-to-eye with his front office on guys they sent out, think a certain wide receiver, and guys they brought in, but never threw his players under the bus. Never publicly humiliated them always tried to get more out of them than he could, and that's why Vrabel's the guy. Give him the right situation, which he never had in Tennessee, and he will shine. Vrabel, better than sign Bill Belichick today, and today is all that matters. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Twitter Sports, Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Remember, remember, he's kind of like Vrabel. Um, Tom, pretty daddy, is not in, is intimidating. You think he's being mean to you, but he's not. He's just, he's focused. He's a winner, and he wants to hit, take your calls. 855 212 for CBS is the phone number. I hope it's the last time we ever talk about this guy in, in a non-football context. But we are gonna just give you a little bit on um on the magic. On the magic of Aaron Rodgers thinking he's a comedian when he's not. I've also got a TV review for you for Tommy. He's gonna love it, so we'll sneak that in. There's pure magic coming next here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Welcome
2: back to Writer Than You. This is all Bobby Writer's fault. This is your brother's fault. He's the one who told you that jeans are out, and I don't know why he told you that. Game changer. You're wearing sweatpants on a daily basis. You've given they're not, they're, not, they're not sweatpants. You're announcing to the world that you've given They don't they're look not, like slacks. They're not dress yes, pants. Yes, they do. You
1: don't have anyone fooled. They're uh, sports, sports pants, is what they are. Oh, like stop. They're so comfortable. They're sweatpants. Too. They are no, comfortable. Not. Do you know what a sweatpan is? Yes. A sweatpan is, is thick. It's a material. This is, um... Do you, have a draw like Do you have a drawstring on those pants? Don't worry about details. Exactly.
2: On CBS Sports
1: Radio. By the way, keep my brother's name out your mouth. Just kidding. You can bring up Bobby all the time. You can bring up Bobby Ryder all the time if you want to. Love it. Bring up? Bring up that Bobby Ryder. All right. I stand by my take. It's his fault. <sighs> Look, man. Sometimes things that are great. Go bad, okay? Sometimes things that are really, really, really good become less effective over time, like genes, all right? That includes the Marvel Universe. And I know that you are really excited when Will gets older to begin your odyssey of of 58 or whatever it is, Marvel movies. And you should, because the first, I think it's 41, I'm not sure. A lot of them are really great. But then, Tom, things kind of went off the deep end a little bit. But, But I got good news for you. Catch up. Keep up with me here, okay? Netflix had a show called Daredevil. It was Marvel, but they did it. They had to give it back to Disney, who has Marvel. And when Disney wasn't busy trying to navigate Jimmy Kimmel and, and the Pat McAfee show being mad at each other, they relaunched the the Daredevil sort of world in a new show called Echo. You know, she's the adopted daughter of Kingpin from the previous... you with me, right? And then Hawkeye was a little cameo, and it came out. And I watched half an episode yesterday. I was really busy, but I watched a little bit. I'm not sure. I don't want to... You know, you get your hopes up and you think things are back, but it was outstanding. The show show was pretty dark. I actually went to watch it. I had my Disney, my personal, you know, like on Disney Plus, you have like, I have a profile, my wife has a profile, and then my son Henry has created 11 profiles. So I was on my profile, and it wouldn't let me watch it because I had it for R. I had to go change it to TV mature. I had to go higher than R. I'm thinking it's X rate. What is, apparently there's a higher than R but lower than X. Remember the X rating? TV mature? Anyway... Echo, streaming, Disney+, Plus Marvel show, I think it's six episodes, I'm not sure, I just kind of guessed at that. Uh, it's definitely part of the Daredevil, what? Daredevil universe, outstanding. Full endorsement after almost a whole episode.
2: You lost me a long time ago.
1: <laughs> That's fine. You want to you you know what? Wait till your kids if you're a little bit older. Can't wait for you to be pulled into what we call the real world. Oh, wow, 2025, this, 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 that's when it'll happen. Okay, I guess it's not 2007 anymore. Uh, maybe I'll start wearing those cool pants Bill talked about. It's so just, many things have changed. It was a simpler time. You're a simpler time. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I am.
1: Come on. Um, I also just kind of wanted to, uh, oh, I want to put all this Aaron Rodgers thing for a second. David Field is the CEO of Odyssey. He, it's our company, right? And so it's it's our boss is David Marinick and Spike Eskin, and then they have bosses and bo- David Field is the top of the pyramid. He is he is the Bob Iger of our company. He is a I never met the gentleman because I believe he is based in Philadelphia when I was in New York. But if I ever got the chance, I would shake his hand, say hi, thank you, what's going on, appreciate the job. You were in an elevator with David Field yesterday.
2: I was. And first off, let me just say like you're a good dude. You're a great friend.
1: So, you're a good so guy. What was the approach? Because I think I would just say, hey, sorry to bother you. My name is Bill Ryder. I work at one of your properties, cbs Sports radio Nice to meet you. And I would put my hand out. That would be my – what was your approach?
2: Uh, my approach was to say nothing. I was in a very crowded elevator. I did not know David was in there until we faced each other. Like, he had gotten in the elevator. Like, he he was in a bit of a rush. Kn-
1: I don't even know what he looks like. You know what he looks like.
2: I do. I do. I knew You're it was a fan. Him. As soon as I saw his face, I knew it was him. Did he get off on the same floor as you? Uh, yes, we got on on the same floor. Then what, I, it,
1: then what does that have to do with anything? We got off on prior. the same floor. I
2: didn't see him prior. Did to, you get off on the same floor? Yeah, we're going to the lobby. We were both leaving the building for the day.
1: You could have easily just been like, hey, sorry to
2: bother. Excuse me. No, I was the very last person David, to get out of the David. elevator.
1: He turns around. Hey, just, have a, just want to introduce myself. Tom, so nice to meet you. You guys say hi to the big boss, man. That's uh, cool. I did
2: not. But if I did, should I have gone David or Mr.
1: Field? Oh David. David, you're an adult. You are not in high school. He's not the principal.
2: I mean, I act like I'm in high school. I've heard he's a
1: super nice guy. I don't think I've ever met a CEO at any I'm trying to think of any company I've ever worked at. Actually, my I was at the the Fox lot, which is the which is the movie lot here in LA for Fox Studios and all the Fox properties back in the day when I was at Fox Sports 1 and my kids were it's a beautiful Beautifully manicured spot, and they were jumping up and down, and they were basically causing havoc. And one of the Murdoch sons came down the stairs. I don't know if it was Lachlan or James, are those their names? And my wife was with me. She goes, "That's one of the Murdochs," because he was coming from far away. And I go, "Where?" And then he looked and he heard me, and he goes, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Hey." He's like, "Cute kids, thanks, man." So, I'm big fan of that guy. I don't <laughs> know which one. So, does that count? I guess it's count of the CEO. But I said, "Hi."
2: Yeah, that counts. I'll count it.
1: But he was moved, he kept it moving. If he had stopped, I would have said, "Hey, um, thanks
2: for the, uh, the job." Even if I did introduce myself, which I would never do, there wasn't even room to shake his hand because the elevator was so crowded.
1: All right, last thing. I got to get to this Aaron Rodgers stuff. We're out of time here. You talk too much. Uh, Adam Klug is the former, the first of I think eleven executive producers of this show. We just, we, I think, four. We we, we run through him, Tommy. And now he's the, the program director, a very successful. Uh, down in San Diego is it ninety seven through the fan? Is that did I did I crush that? Yes. He Follows you on does he follow you on Twitter? He better. Yeah. Here's the exchange we got. How long have you been Pretty Daddy CBS on Twitter? Uh, six months.
2: Yeah, let's say six months.
1: Him. When he he writes so dramatically. When I'm not. This is what he actually wrote. Okay, you ready for this? When and perhaps more importantly, why did Cell change his Twitter handle to Pretty Daddy CBS? To which I replied. You got to keep up, player. <laughs> to which he wrote, wrote back, and this last one's in all caps, I need to know why. I'm not even trying to explain it to him.
2: I mean, look, I know the Kluger's a busy guy. He's running a station, so I know he, you know, he can't catch the show live. Dude, we got a podcast, man.
1: Yeah. Can yeah, I'm going to write it back.
2: Thanks for listening to the show. I thought we D-Cell's were friends.
1: response. Dude, we got a podcast. Thanks for keeping up.
2: Shame on the Kluger.
1: Ooh, shame on the Kluger! All right, I, I can't avoid this any longer. So, Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, and I, I found it to be just the most inane, boring, hard to watch. I mean, it was interesting to be—I was obviously there. I was—I I watched it on delay, but I obviously watched it. But man, twenty minutes of—I don't—I'm not interested in the COVID nineteen wars. You want a vaccine? You don't want a vaccine? You're mad. You wore masks. You did wear a mask. You recognize that it's a real disease. You think it's uh, what 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 whatever it's created to hide from aliens or whatever the hell Epstein list whatever's going on. I, I don't want to have the conversation. I don't I don't care what you think. I respectfully don't want to hear about it. I certainly don't even hear about it on my sports talk shows that that I guess I'm I'm watching. It devolves into that. Thank you for wading through that. I assume we're not, we're not going to listen to most of that. Was him talking about Dr. Fauci and RFK? It was very strange. Okay, uh, but he did talk a little bit about Kimmel. Now now there. The context of this is that remember that a week ago on his appearance he said about Jimmy Kimmel. I just want to give you the context. He said that when the Epstein list came out, which Rogers has been obsessed with for a really long time, and initially suggested a year ago when Kimmel first made fun of him that the that the government was leaking the Epstein list to to hide the a- truth about aliens. That's what he said. But it was truth about alien makes me sound rational when we talk about aliens, okay? And Epstein list didn't come out for another year. He, Kimmel made fun of him. And then last week, Rogers said there's a lot of people who don't want the list to come out, including Jimmy Kimmel. In the context of, for me and most people who heard it, everyone who heard it, in the context of, Jimmy Kimmel could be on the list. Jimmy Kimmel could be on the list. Jimmy Kimmel threatened to sue him and, and, and made a ruckus. And, and Aaron Rodgers, and, and just look, you like him, you don't like him, you agree, you don't agree. Interesting guy. This is some weak sauce stuff. This is some, I can't apologize and I can't admit I did anything. I'm just going to pulled the old modern politics move and say that I said the opposite of what I said. That's what he did in responding to the the reality, at least from Jimmy Kimmel's perspective, that Aaron Rodgers was linking Kimmel with the possibility of being a sex offender.
3: I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. So for him to be upset about that, I get it. I'm not stupid enough, even though you think I'm an idiot and you made a lot of comments about my intelligence, but I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero evidence, uh, concrete evidence, that's ridiculous. So I'm glad, and I think we can agree on something, is that uh, one, those crimes are heinous, and two, I'm I'm glad you're on the list because those those who are on the list, and this is what I think we can agree on, that at minimum, there should be an inquiry into uh, their involvement, especially if they went to the island, and at maximum, there should be um, an investigation into it. So I hope that you'll give the same type of energy to these heinous crimes when they do come out and the names do come out and, and there is an inquiry into it that you gave to uh, other subjects that I actually mentioned uh, that you spent a lot of time working on. Can I just get into this? The, the I'm glad you're
1: not on the list. You know how cringy that is? That would be like me taking a celebrity I'm not even going to give you a name and saying I'm really glad that person's not a rapist when there's no reason that that should even come up in the first place. Maybe that's not technically slander, but that is not much of an. Apo- I'm glad you're not on the list. Nobody thought he was on the list until you brought it up, dude. That's my problem with Aaron Rodgers here. And and look, I don't need Pat McAfee and talented guy or or, or AJ Hawk who he can speak right. He he knows how to say words, some. I'm asking.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, he does.
1: We have him in the show once. I thought he talked. I couldn't. Maybe he just had his books behind him. I couldn't. We don't stream, though, so that wouldn't look so uncomfortable. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. I don't need those guys telling me how inspiring Aaron Rodgers is and got voted most inspiring guy in his locker room. I know he's an inspiring football player. That does not make him, it turns out, particularly impressive at navigating this Jimmy Kimmel thing. And, um, you know, the idea that, that you've been called stupid Hey, man, you're the one that just said it's stupid to link Jimmy Kimmel to a list of pedophiles. You linked Jimmy Kimmel to a list of pedophiles last week. However, you want to parse the semantics of how you did it. So by your definition, what you did was stupid. Now, I've done stupid things. Don't think it means I'm always a stupid man. I'm not sure about Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 I can't get my—I mean, he seems bright. But there's nothing, there's nothing worse for, 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 for a brain than, than, than thinking you're brighter than you are, no matter how smart you actually are. All right, uh, there's more. So so Aaron Rodgers isn't going to apologize, but he does not want to get sued, okay? He does not want to get sued in oblivion by Jimmy Kimmel. And, and, and that is why I think in, in, in this sort of um, mental, just like nonstop garbly garble that came out of his mouth yesterday on, the, on that show, that he implored people to stop doing the very thing that Aaron Rodgers put out there in the first place.
3: That sucks. And and I condemn that 100%. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, any type of name calling, that's ridiculous. And I'm not calling him one, and neither should you. So it's not backing me up or making me feel good if you're doing that. Let me make that crystal clear. I don't take any, you know, excitement or joy. So don't do that in my name. Don't do that at all. Like, those are serious accusations meant for people who are on the list, but I'm not calling him one. No one should. Don't do it in my name. Like, that's not cool. I'm not about that. And I have no you know, no love for anybody doing
1: any of that. I mean, again, like like that would be like me saying I have no love for anyone who names someone the bum of the week every Friday. OK, but you're doing it nonstop. Jimmy Kimmel has never, ever, ever, ever been linked with this list until Aaron Rodgers made this comment. And some of you who listened to this show, when I went through this, tweeted at me, well, what if he's on the list? Maybe he's on the list. How do you know he's on the list? That's what happens. Aaron Rodgers knew what he was doing, I think. So 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 okay. Like, please stop responding. Please stop turning to look when I ring the bell. Is not much of an argument. If you ring the bell, people are going to look. Can't I ring the bells? so what, you're going to get mad at people for looking at the thing that you did. It, it it it's a little, it's a little silly. And as you know, Jimmy Kimmel went at Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't a lot of comedy on on Monday. Night on the on the Jimmy Kimmel show. It was funny, but it was more just. I thought Jimmy Kimmel. I saw Dan Levitard complain that the Kimmel wasn't funnier. I don't think Kimmel wanted to be as funny as he could have been. I think Kimmel wanted to use his space to say to Aaron Rodgers, "I'm serious, man. I'm not. I'm pissed off. It's not funny." But there were some jokes obviously mixed in there, and I thought the ones that were there were, were funny. Uh, Aaron Rodgers attempted. This is a problem with like athletes and good-looking people. Are you know you're famous and you're rich and you're. Everyone laughs at your jokes that doesn't make you funny. I've talked about this before. If you go to a party, just try this. And it doesn't apply to every beautiful person. I apologize to you beautiful people. I don't know what that's like. But but if you go to like enough parties and you just find the most attractive person in the room, most attractive dude, most attractive lady, and you, and you just sort of like shadow them, you'll be shocked how many people laugh at their jokes that aren't funny. It's on un- – can you pass the water? <laughs> oh, the water. Here, sorry. Here you go that leaves you unable sometimes to understand that you're not actually as impressive as you sound, which to me at least was the, was the, was the situation when Aaron Rodgers tried to, to get his gotcha on Jimmy Kimmel.
3: It's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of, uh, has worked out for me and i'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well so i wish him the best again i, I don't give a what he says about me um but as long as he understands what actually said and uh that i'm not accusing him of uh being uh being on a list then i'm all for moving forward
1: uh by the way he clearly cares what everyone thinks about him because he he brought up mike foss yesterday if you don't know who that is Nobody did. He's the guy that was required to send out the statement from ESPN saying what Aaron said shouldn't have happened was dumb, which Aaron also said was dumb, even though he said it would be dumb if he did what he did, but he didn't do it, but he did. Did you follow that? Me either, right? Because I'm not very bright. Um, Or at least sometimes. Aaron Rodgers went after an ESPN executive. Another ESPN executive comes under the firing line on an ESPN show because Aaron Rodgers is very sensitive. All right. I want to move on. You know what Aaron Rodgers should do? Just get into the Marvel Universe, man. Don't read. Oh, and my God, the 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 uh, a the cancel culture thing. Like, okay, like we can. That's a really interesting topic, away from sports, and we can have, I think, a nuanced conversation with different conclusions. But Aaron Rodgers can't say that he's canceled when he's talking on a show that reaches eighty million people on linear television and a lot of people streaming. A and B. Please stop with the like. Because I read, I am an expert on this. Because Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy who will say about people like me and Tom you didn't play the game, therefore you can't talk about football? And I guess my response is I read a lot. I'll <laughs> just sit down and read, man. I like to read, Aaron. Yeah, I like to read, too. Doesn't make me a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I don't know. Okay, uh, we're done. hope it's over. I think Roger's talked about Mike Vrabel, but I couldn't make it that far in the interview. 855 212 cbs is the phone number. We're just moving on. We're moving on. Let's do NFL Power Rankings here after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Is it Joe jo- Johnson?
2: Uh, Joe Johnson. That's that's how Got I would it. do it. <laughs> it. On CBS Sports Radio. It's one
1: of my favorite things about Tom is we'll be doing something and and you know Joe Montana will be coming. Hey, wait, Bill, it's it's pronounced it's Joe Montana. All right, man. I know I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. It's pronounced David Field. Yeah, yeah. I I can read Field. Have you picked up
2: on that I don't give you the ones that are tough to pronounce because I have no idea how to pronounce I mean, them?
1: If I weren't an NBA guy or you just did out of habit, you said it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not Giannis. I'd be like, okay, all right, yeah, I get it. A little, even my last name, right? It's Bill Ryder. It's not Reader. It's Bill Ryder. I had a, this is obnoxious, but I had a stage in my career where – when I would like, I would always, I would always say yes before I did the show, and I wasn't allowed to. I'd always say yes to to radio producers at any time because I know what that's like, right? So I would be, a, I was a writer mostly, and I would go on radio all over the country. You could call me for, literally they would, Sioux City, Iowa. Yes, I'll go on anywhere. I would go on, but it got to the point where if they called me Bill Reader, I would just hang up the phone. And then they would, the producer would call back, and I'd be like, Hey, it's Bill Rider. I think we got disconnected. 'Cause I would be do I would be so exhausted <laughs> and mad at the universe. Totally within uh, your
2: right though, that's fair.
1: Yeah, get the name right. One of the first times I ever hosted a radio show, I mispronounced I wish I could remember, I blocked it from, from the from the humiliation. Some like very famous NFL former NFL player, I think, or college it was a football player. And I go, Well, you know, well, come into the show. Let's just say it's it's not Giannis, but like, welcome to the show, Giannis, how's it going? And he's like, Not going great since that's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first times I ever hosted a radio show. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, that interview went great. Um, speaking of things going great, let's do the opposite. I'm so put out by this. Here, here's some. We we'll get to a call in a sec. Here's some breaking news. I know you're happy about this time. You're such a jerk sometimes. Why have that smile on your face? Adam Schefter reporting after extensive meetings Monday and Tuesday the Bears are stupid. They didn't. He didn't put that part. Uh, the Bears are not making a head coaching change. And Matt Eber. He wrote Eberflus. It's Eberlus. But okay, I probably got to adjust that. Eber. I hope it's wrong. Matt Eberflus officially is expected to return for the 2024 season, per league sources. In other news, Schefter says the Bears are idiots. He didn't say that part. He didn't say that part. Please don't get mad at me, Adam Schefter. I'm not trying to Aaron Rodgers you, okay? I'm not trying to... Oh, hey, I I do wonder how much of this is Justin Fields in the idea that that if you're going to keep him, and it's an if, I don't know, you can't give him a third head coach in, in this short stint of his career and the accompanying change of systems and offensive coordinators and all of those things that go with it, but... On the other hand, you also maybe don't want him to keep having guys that are that are uh, looks for the right word bums. I I just Iber, I don't think Eberflus is a good coach. I think the Bears underperformed. And by the way, the idea that they played well at the end, they showed growth. Their over under number in Vegas this year was eight. They won seven if I am getting that right. They they missed they missed their win total by one. So basically, they were right where they were supposed to be. It's not like Eber Fluce was impressive. What was impressive is the number of games they should have won and lost. Often with in-game decision making and collapses and an inability to convert critical moments into successful drives and points or the opposite on the defensive end. That is often largely coaching. I think it's a huge mistake. I also think it's a unique coaching pool because, alright, let's say you're not going to get Jim Harbaugh. And if you're the Bears, you're probably not going to get Jim Harbaugh. Let's say you're not going to get Bill Belichick. And if you're the Bears, and and Belichick's not available, I understand that. I'm hoping that that Bobby Cakes, who owns the team, you might know him as Robert Kraft, is listening to the earlier of the show and goes and gets Rabel. I think it's time for Belichick to move on. But but let's say that, that, that you don't get either Belichick or Harbaugh, assuming they're both available for the Bears. That is still two premier coaches who are hired elsewhere making other Ben Johnson, whoever it is, making those guys still available. So you have to look at when there are huge names that are available. Even if you can't get them, it gives you access to up-and-coming coaches that in a different cycle you might not get. Because in a cycle where there's no Harbaugh and there's no Belichick and there's no Sean Payton, I'm trying to figure out a new name for Sean Payton. It's not going. I'll work on it. When those guys aren't there, then the lesser-known names, but the well-respected guys, young guys around the league, the guy that could be, it's a big if, the next Mike McDaniel, you know, when Kyle Shanahan was a thing many, many years ago, the next Kyle Shanahan, when he was the coordinator at Atlanta, you have a chance at those guys. Also, there aren't that many jobs open. There aren't that many guys that got fired. So it's just, if you're the Bears, I think this is a great time to hire. There are big names that are going to take two of the jobs. There aren't that many jobs available. I find this very frustrating. All right, let's take a quick phone call. We're going to do power rankings tomorrow. We're just going to do power rankings in five weeks after the Super Bowl. We're going to do this week's power rankings in five weeks. Bobby... Uh, in Northern California. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for uh, hanging in there on the phone line. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, thank you, Bill, for taking my call. How are you doing today?
1: I'm I good, man. We're shaking.
2: Questions. Yeah, brother. I have two quick questions, and let's get back to your day. One, I just want to get your opinion on, I hear everybody talking about Baltimore is shaking the playoffs.
0: I respect that. I understand why.
2: But I'm trying to see why everybody's giving a pass to the Niners when Kyle Shanahan has proven in big games He's not the best coach. And then my second question is I would like your honest opinion on Raheem Morris's coaching job defensively with the pieces he has. Thank you so much, Bill, for taking my call, my man. You have a
1: great day. Bobby, you too, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, so the Kyle Shanahan thing is actually really interesting. It's a, it is a very, very good point. I think the answer to the question is that I have more confidence in a coach figuring it out if he has shown a vulnerability in big moments than a player, because you're right. I have I have I have skepticism about. It's not just the Ravens. I'm skeptical of Lamar Jackson's ability to execute and execute the, the way that he needs to in the playoffs. And I and I guess there's a few answers. One, Shanahan should have won the Super Bowl as, as a coordinator in Atlanta, and I would hope and imagine that he learned a lesson from that, which is was a simple one. Run the fo- run the football, run the football, and I think with the Niners, he has such a talented football team, and they have showcased such a ridiculous ability when healthy to dominate most of the teams they play the last few years. It wasn't Kyle Shanahan's ineptitude or, or, or getting tight. Some coaches coach tight. I loved, I loved, I knew a Marty Schottenheimer, but coached tight a little bit, and this team's got got tight. That's one of the accusations about what's going on in Buffalo. What what felled the Niners last year was the fact that every single quarterback got hurt to the point where they called Pretty Daddy over here and want him to play quarterback for the team. So it's a fair it's a fair comment. It's a fair criticism. It's a fair. I'm really glad Bobby you brought the point up because Shanahan has failed in big moments and has lost in champion NFC championship games and and did squander and, and I was at that Super Bowl. As the coordinator, but still the guy calling the plays in Atlanta gave away a a Falcons Super Bowl. In, it was half him giving it away with the play calling. Was a 28-3 lead, and, and half Tom Brady just being ridiculous magic. I don't have really time to get to the Raheem Morris thing because I have like 12 seconds. But but he's really good. Is like the is, is 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 the short version, and he is on some some coaching. Short list, and there is sort of a give 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 Dan Campbell credit in, in Detroit. He has reignited this idea that maybe you can hire defensive minded coaches who can inspire and hire the right coordinator. All right, that's a segment. Uh, NFL Power Rankings. We're just gonna do it in three weeks, Tom. Let's just do it randomly in April. No one know what we're talking about. Be a little inside joke between. You. Oh, Tom wants to do a segment about swearsies. He's kind of named for it. It's called. I can't say it. I don't like it. Tom, you're too edgy. Too edgy, Tom. Unlike Jared Greenberg, who's just like Goldilocks, just right. He's going to give us some NFL, NFL no, NBA information, XCBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.